What I want to do in this final session on the book of Philippians is summarize the argument of Philippians in nine, nine steps. And I call it an argument. I don't mean that to sound uh, argumentative. This, this word for me doesn't carry the connotations of argumentative. It carries the connotation of a sequence of thought that builds on itself and leads from premises to conclusions. And it's wonderful to see it. And I'm going to try to develop this in nine steps that build on each other. So I'm going to summarize it in my own words in nine steps and give a sample verse to support it. And these are the verses where these points are found. So the verses listed after my summary statement are places where you can see the point, and this verse is, is chosen as just one example. So that's the way all of them look, namely a statement by me and a verse to illustrate. So number one, God rules over all things with complete sovereignty. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. God began their salvation. God will complete their salvation and numerous other places in Philippians where God's sovereignty is crucial. Number two, Christ is of supreme worth in life and death. So God is sovereign. Jesus Christ in this book is of absolutely supreme worth. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. This, this verse is all important in this book. Third, let us therefore embrace Christ in faith with all that God is for us in him. In other words, faith is a huge issue in this letter. So we close with Christ by faith to have his supreme preciousness. I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. Paul's going to remain on planet Earth. He's going to be with them. And his goal is the joy of their faith. Number four, then because of that faith, we will experience in it Joyful, peaceful contentment of soul. Joy and peace and contentment are dominant in this letter. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. There's the joy, peace, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This joy and this peace, this contentment, is hugely foundational for the kind of life he's going to call them to live. Number five, this joy and peace will free us to be fearless before adversaries. 128, not frightened in anything by your opponents. That's what happens when joy and peace and contentment rule in the life of a believer not frightened as they contend for the gospel. Number six, this joy and peace will free us 
to be humbly loving, not just fearless, but loving toward other people, counting others better than ourselves. So radical in chapter 2. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. That means become their servant. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. This is so crucial to be the kind of God-glorifying people that Philippians is calling us to be. And it flows from this joy and peace that we have that makes us both fearless and loving. Seven, and this joy and peace frees us to pursue a deep, unified mindset among believers. Unity is a big theme in this letter. May I hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. That flows from the joy, the peace, the contentment that Jesus Christ in his supreme value brings into our lives. Number eight, in this way, you will give a sign of the truth of your salvation and a warning to outsiders. When you live this way, when you are fearless and when you are unified and when you are loving, this is a clear sign to them of their destruction. If they don't change, if they don't believe, it's going to signal their destruction. They're going to feel this, but of your salvation and that from God. So your lifestyle of peace and joy and fearlessness and love and unity is going to be a great sign in the world. And finally, number nine, in all these things, all these ways of life, you will accomplish the final and ultimate aim of everything. God's final ultimate aim, namely the display of the beauty of the gospel the supreme worth of Christ, and the glory of God. That's the capstone, which we saw time before last. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's where Philippians is heading, and that's where the life of the Christian is heading that's where the whole Bible is heading. That's where history is going. So if you want to be in sync with the ultimate reason that the universe exists in the mind of God, then you read the book of Philippians and you bring your life into accord with it and you wind up. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. So, Father, I close now but just a brief prayer that this would be true, that all these nine steps and more that they omit would become reality in our lives to the end that grace would extend to more and more people and glory would abound to you. I ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.